Hello and welcome to part, is this part four? Part five. Part four, right? This is, I don't know. We have so <laughs> Yo, many. You're running parts. this monkey farm. We have so many parts here for our 10-year special and to bring it back old school for everybody. Welcome to the podcast segment of 10 years of podcasting. I am Jordan and I'm joined here like always with brother Brandon. Whoa, haven't heard that in a while. Hello, everyone. There we go. Oh, well, no, no, you can't do that. We got to start that again because you because because that's Ryan's thing. Remember, you got to do like your own oh, crazy. Right. Yeah, you got. Okay, so here we go. One, two, three, and I'm with <laughs> brother Brandon. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and and best friend Ryan. All right. Well, I don't know what to do now. I'm kind of. I'm all fluster now. You took his catchphrase, man. Oh, it, it doesn't have the magic anymore. All no, right, whatever. You want to try this one more time, or should we move on? We should move on. I'm. No. You know what? I'm out. I'm. Uh, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Look at what you did, Brandon. Hey, I aim to please. Brandon, can you believe it's we've been podcasting on and off since 2009? Yeah, it's one of those things that. Uh, I can remember. I can remember slightly when you were bringing it up to me, because uh, it was podcasting was still kind of new at the time for as a as a format in general, and this idea of internet radio was it was interesting. It allowed uh, a lot of people to come out of the woodwork and start doing things independently. So it was uh, it was interesting. It, it, again, the internet gave everybody a voice, and you could share that voice. So it's been interesting. It's been interesting. Ten years, a lot of shows, a lot of segments. But you and I came up with podcast on a drunken night, didn't we? Well, drunken as in I was okay, but you were sloshed. Tomato, tomato. But uh, you got to remember, for every for every one beer Brandon drinks, is equivalent to the four that Jordan drinks. So, brother Brandon and I, and I want Brandon to kind of help me with the story here before we get Ryan into the mix of it. But uh, brother Brandon and I uh, were hanging out in my in my garage one day during the summer, and and I pulled this movie theory out of my ass that I've been thinking about for years. And brother Brandon, actually, I thought at the time, I hope he still does thought it was a really cool theory. Uh, brother Brandon, you'll, you have remember to, that theory? you'll have to, uh, you'll have to start it off. You don't remember the theory? No. The theory that we came up with now, now of course, podcast wasn't in our brains, but we were just talking, having a few drinks. And I told him, there's a fan theory that I have that in the first Scream movie, there wasn't two killers. There was actually uh, three killers. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now, okay, I know what you're. I know where this is going. And then I showed you. Well, I told you, uh, brother Brandon, uh, a bunch of evidence that I had about how when the third movie, Sydney's brother you know, said that he was there the whole time making sure that uh, Billy and Stu were doing they were supposed to do. And there were scenes where clearly Billy and Stu were with the girls, but then Ghostface would be in the background somewhere. And I was telling you, that was that was my interpretation that that was the brother. He was there the whole time making sure. And you really thought that was a good idea. Yeah, there's some things that lined up. There were There's still, like with any theory, there's always holes, but uh, it was plausible enough to to enjoy it, yeah. And then what happened? Now you got to refresh my memory. We just started to talk about the scream thing, and then one night we decided because our first episode of Podcast, we decided to re- 
to watch the movie and do a commentary, right? I think it's something like that. I, I think it started with uh, because the theory was concrete enough to where I think the idea was to come up with a podcast to talk strictly about theories, whether it be our own theories or theories we seek out on the internet and try to decode them ourselves. Uh, so I think that was the, you know, the the foundation of Podpast itself was to be movie theory, theories, but that changed quickly. Yeah, because you gave Podpast one of its greatest contributions ever. You gave it the title. You named it Podpast. I thought that was freaking great title. Well, I mean, you know, genius is only, you know, can only be credited so much and I, I can only take so much praise you know uh but yeah it was a it was a great contribution <laughs> rhinoceros size it really wasn't that hard at all he just replaced the letter <laughs> <laughs> well i remember i remember you removed one letter and... well again there's a theme here i remember we were having a couple beers and we originally were going to do a show that we were talking about because you and I had a thing where every week we got together, uh, I would introduce a six pack of some strange beer and you would introduce a six pack of strange beer. Yeah. And I brought up um, that maybe we should do a show about these strange beers. Well, it became almost like, uh, I think at one point we were wanting to combine the two. So while we were wanting to test out movie theories, uh, the introduction to the show would be, you know, hello everyone. This is Jordan. This brand, and I think it was like almost a, um, like a prelude before the show was to introduce this new beer. We would try it and do a quick, uh, like I guess a taste test, and then we'd go on to the movie theory. So it was a very hodgepodge, like uh, like mixture of beer and movies. It was, and our first episode is I just remember it because of the title. Our first episode ever, which everybody who's listened to this episode now can find the old podcast episodes. Every single podcast episode is currently on movieguyspodcast.com. Go to the right side of the page, and in the archive section in the categories, you will see podcast. And our very first episode was You Can't See California Without Marlon Brando's Eyes. I love that title. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anybody know why? Brian, you can chime in on this one. You know why I named the episode "You Can't See California" through Bruno's eyes? Anybody? Uh, I don't know what the episode's about. It was about nothing. It was just no. our first episode, if I remember right. I haven't listened to it, but I like the title. Ryan, do you have any idea why? I mean, what's awesome about that title to me? Or, um, no. No, do you like that? Do you like that line? You can't see California without Marlon Brando's eyes. I mean, it sounds pretentious, but you know that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I know the title because it was one of my favorite brands growing up in the two thousand. But this came from Slipknot. Uh, it's a song on their first uh, album called uh, "Eyeless." Is the name of the uh, song, and the chorus is him screaming. You can't see California with my, without Marlon Brando's eyes. And uh, Corey Taylor was interviewed, and they said, what does that even mean? And he said, well, I was touring in Hollywood, and some hobo was just screaming at the top of his lungs, you can't see California without Marlon Brando's eyes. And I thought it was funny, so I put it in the song. Interesting. Interesting. And I like it. I think it's clever, and I think it's funny. 
That's, I don't know why. Because I think, Brother Brandon, the reason why I named it that was because you and I were just confused on what we should name episodes, so I just started to randomly name them. Yeah, before, uh, I think all, when it was just me and you, I think most of ours, whoa, I think that was a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was Winston barking at nonsense. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, I think I think when it was just you and me, um, we were I think you were just coming up with random titles that just sounded interesting. But once we brought on Ryan, uh, we started having more of a central theme. That's when, you know, obviously the the titles became more direct as to what the episode would be. Right. Well, you know, since you brought that up, Brother Brandon, let's talk about Best Friend Ryan. I'm trying to remember because I remember some things in my past, but not everything. Best Friend Ryan, how did we get you involved in podcast here? How was how was how did you become a major host here? Um, I think it was was it when I moved to Maumee and I was closer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know if that is the reason I think the timing matches up Um, because I moved from being a half hour away to like 20 minutes away. So that made it easier. And then I think you guys had kind of stopped doing it. Did we stop? I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a, there was a brief. Yeah. Like an unintended hiatus of some sort. And then I was chilling out. I was like, yeah, Jordan's kind of, I got to go solo, like every band. You know, the best, the good looking has to go break apart and do his own thing. Jordan, what is, what? (laughs) I remember this break, and our last episode before the break was the Trouble episode, which you still say is one of our best episodes ever. Who are you talking to? You, Brother Brandon. Oh yeah, I liked yeah. it. Yeah, like we did we did trouble, which was our episode about us getting into trouble. And then we took like two months off and all of a sudden best friend Ryan comes in. And I'm just trying yeah, to remember. We'll see, that's, that's I think it's I'm just because I was, Oh, go ahead, Ryan. I was just hanging out at Jordan's a whole lot, and then we would just be bullshitting and almost every time Jordan would be like, We should get you on podcast. <laughs> that makes that makes sense. That sounds like something I would do. It's probably the actual the, the actual tale itself is probably not as grand as as what some people are probably expecting. And I think it literally it was just hey, let's as probably most things start. They're like hey, let's do a show. All right. <laughs> well, I know best friend Ryan came in and he added a different kind of structure with the show something that was completely different than what brother and brandon uh, brother brandon and i did it became a very interesting show i think your first show uh best friend ryan was um either the harry potter books or what was uh the attitude error for wwf you know i think honestly, it was books yeah i think it was books i think books is the earliest one where we did i think we did childhood books we talked about kids books and i i presented uh a a, a book i had to write in the fourth grade Mhm. Yep. Yeah, but I, I I don't exactly remember what my first episode was. I think it was. And oh, uh, you mean like pod, like podcasting in general, or just podcast? Podcast. Mm. I I'm I want to say that I think you're right. I think it was childhood books. A little bit of trivia. A little bit of trivia. 
best friend Ryan, can you name Brother Brandon's first episode ever of podcasting? You're not no. Get it. Saw no. one. Saw one. Yep. Jesus. Well, you go in on a high. I mean, hey, you, I haven't reached that level of peaking since. I mean, yeah. come on, it's it's all one. Saw one's not bad. The other ones suck, but saw <laughs> one's not bad. I don't know. I don't know why people dog on it. Really, I'd be quite honest because I dogged on it myself. But like, but you know, like the franchise. But that's like that's like the newest thing we can get to, like a Freddie Michael Jason, right, Brandon? Because you and I grew up with slasher films, so like Saw is is kind of like kind of like the new school or Freddie Michael Jason. It's the same thing. It's like how in the fuck did they make twenty sequels on this? It's the same thing. I mean, I don't I don't hate it. I I actually kind of enjoy the first three, but after that, it's when it gets it gets a little muddled and just becomes more of a who can we kill essentially without much uh, creativity. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You mean like the time where Jason took Manhattan? Exactly. Yeah. Well, our last episode for the Saw franchise, just to go back to our first episode for this 10 year special was Saw 6. Saw 6 came out. Mm. You have no, you don't remember that at all. No, I don't. No, we'll talk about it. <laughs> but everybody already heard about that all the way in the, in the previous episode. So, Anyway, so so best friend Ryan comes in and he adds some new flavor to the show. And with the show, we start introducing one-offs that became something that I looked more forward to than just the standard episodes. We started to do the fudgets. Yeah, the see, that's, episode. I mean, those were, and then, because I did a podcast with uh, some other friends, uh, Dustin Mills and, and Dave Parker. Uh, that podcast was called Shut Up, Brandon. And it was essentially just that it was we would just show up once a week uh talk about what other what movies or comics or books we we watched or read and then we would just bullshit we would always go into a tangent making fun of something political or something in society currently that's uh hot and trendy that we would try to make fun of but that's all it was it was it was fuck alls and i actually kind of like the fudgets how about you best uh, best friend ryan did you enjoy the fudgets at all as much as we did or well, I mean, I enjoyed all the episodes that we did, but I kind of, I liked the, the structured ones more. The fudgets, I don't know, some of them had good energy, some of them didn't, just because we would go in just with the understanding that, oh, we're just going to bullshit our way through an hour or an hour and a half. Sometimes we'd, we'd lock on to something good, usually it's something topical that happened in the news, um, but I, I kind of like the, I like the structured episodes more. I what you're talking about. In one of the fudget episodes, we discovered the Body Chop Sex Club in Toledo. Oh yeah, That's yeah, right. we did. <laughs> and we were and we were going to go for Star Wars night. Because uh, yeah, you were telling us all these different events that they have. They just had one on Saturday. It was no clothes night. You were not allowed to come in with clothes. Oh, how creative! <laughs> Hey, I want to go one day just to see the very overweight, unattractive people. That's a 99% of the people that are there. You know what I mean? Like, because you know, you're not going to get like, like Jennifer Lawrence looking people there. You know, like you're going to get, well, I mean, it's Toledo. Yeah. You're going to get old people with saggy tits and balls. Yeah. It's, 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 mm -hmm. it's, it is not going to be a fun thing to see. 
but I have to see it. You live. Well, I mean, how does it compare to the palace and the pines? You know. <laughs> and yep. I went back. I went back to the palace this year, so it was it was just as fun as the last time. So it wasn't that fun. No, it was amazing. I had a great time. Besides, besides Ed food poisoning and all of us. Do you guys know that story, by the way? I'm not trying to change subjects, but do you guys know the story of Ed food poisoning us? Yeah, yeah you, you shared it with you. Yeah, I, I mean, like straight up. Hey, I the shrimp's gray. No, it's fine. No, <laughs> it's not fine. All of us were just sick in that club. Oh my god, it was terrible. Oh, I'll never forget that night. And then, worst off, okay, tell me tell me if you guys think this is crazy, because I know you guys are going to say probably something else different, but I don't know if I told you guys at the end of the story. This is always fun for me. You go out with your guys, right? You hang out with your friends, and you have a good night, right? And, sure. you know, you've had a few drinks, you've had a good time, you've had some laughs. You all go back because you're staying at the same house that night, and you're all just huddled around the TV. What are you going to turn on? In that kind of situation, a South Park, a Family Guy, a Simpsons, you know, something that's stupid that you're not going to really pay attention to that you're going to fall asleep to. Right. Ed, Ed decides to put in Doom starring The Rock. Oh, that's a great movie. You're not serious. Yes, I'm serious. Doom's great. I've never actually seen Doom, so I, I don't. I don't have an opinion oh. other than the oh. rocks in it. I mean, like we're gonna have to change that. I mean, like it's it's not though, Brandon. I mean, you got like five minutes of a first-person shooter segment, and that's about it. Well, if we if we start up another podcast with the three of us, that could uh, that could be set up for a future uh, discussion. I think. I would love to talk about that because that movie's absolutely terrible. But but anyway, but you see what you guys mean? Like it was like, you know, we had food poisoning in the afternoon and we're trying to keep our composure at night and then we end the evening with doom. Like you know, you would th- like again, like you would think like a family guy or the Simpsons or something would be something you want to end the night on. It was just an interesting choice to put on the TV. You know what I mean? How drunk were you guys? Did you guys get completely blitzed at the strip club? Or, sorry, the palace? Um, I was not because I suffered the food poisoning the worst. Uh, but uh, Ed was. Okay. So Ed was the, the, the worst of the bunch making all the decisions for everybody. Yeah, because, because, cause I did, because I was just like, whatever. I just don't want to relax and release my bowels everywhere because there's no doors on the bathroom stalls at the palace. Ah, so that's how they get you. You can't be jerking off at the palace. That's a classy joint. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, I'm not going to go to the bathroom while this is happening, but I really enjoyed the fudgets. Uh, the, the fudgets were fun and they were even more fun for me. Which again, everybody's listening to this episode. You can check out all the past episodes on the on the podcast tab there on MovieGuysPodcast.com. Uh, we came up with some interesting ones. We had Fudget, the Fudgeting, Revenge of the Fudge, Planet yeah. of the Fudge. And it was just a bunch of stupid little titles, and I really enjoyed those. <laughs> I thought that was fun to come up with those titles. 
Uh, right. I remember best friend Ryan came up with the title, and I kept on texting him, how do you spell? I forget what the title was. Um, I don't but, remember this one. No, but you kept on – but you named it something, and I was just like, well, how do you spell that? Because I know that, like, I came out with, like, Night of the Living Fudge, and Brandon was like – like did like Brandon, you did like a Planet of the Apes theme where it was like uh, uh, rise oh, the planet of the fudge beneath the planet of the fudge. How like every movie series always has to have rise in it, like like it's some epic thing. Right, right. I, I thought that was just funny. But another thing that we did that is still gets downloaded more than any of our podcast episodes is our is our trilogy of Back to the Future commentary episodes last February. Yeah, those were fun. See, like, it's... And not that I... Uh, I want to I word this right. No, I, I, not that I didn't enjoy PodPast, but, like, so many things in my, like, childhood-type things. I mean, not to get dramatic or anything, but I didn't have a great childhood, so there's not a lot of things to talk about. But whenever it became something issued around movies or books, that's when I have tons to say. And you guys really enjoyed it. I remember hating Back to the Future 3. Like, if anybody ever wants to do what I'm now going to dub here on the show, the Back to the Future commentary challenge, you listen to the first episode, Back to the Future Part 1, and we're all about it. We're talking about the movie. I listened to it this week to prepare for our show tonight. And I'm just like, wow, we're so into it. And then part two, you know, we kind of drag off a little bit. We're kind of into it, but not really. And part three, we're just like, we're barely talking. Because we're just like, oh, my God, this movie's so stupid. And well, I think we- it's because they, they kind of, the, the two and three, their whole thing is essentially based on restruct well not three so much but two is is based on restructuring one and then three is trying to imitate one but in a western setting so it's like you're watching the same movie three times in a row it's a little taxing it is it is um i brought this one up when we were doing a special with uh chad and max here but one of my favorite episodes was the beer snob episode. What I brought beer. <laughs> oh god. And both you and Ryan hated how I did it and how it was warm beer and uh and everything. Hey, you know what? I, I still chalk it up as a win for me though, because I made you guys drink uh normal average beer that is standard. And um I was happy about that. And piss warm. So yeah, and it had no flavor profile mm-hmm. at all. No, no, Ryan, remember, all beer there is no the distinction anyway. between beer. It all tastes the same. When it comes to that beer, of course you got craft beers that are going to taste different than Bud Light. I'm just trying to tell you that on that list in that episode that I pointed out that the top 20 selling beers of our time, craft beers are not even listed. Craft beers yeah. are stupid. They're just not good. Craft, the craft beer, well, that doesn't really work for your uh, parameters of what is a, a good beer or not, because craft beer, by definition, are not mass-produced uh, in such a fashion to be on those lists. Yeah, but... They're, they're you crafted. Know, yeah, they're not, but you know. if you give me a Kugel or a Coors Light, I'm going to take the Coors Light 100% of the time. Just... Well, hey, Coors Light's like $3 cheaper a 12-pack, so I mean... Or a 6-pack. I mean, you got that going for you. 
I dislike Coors Light. It's a good beer. We've had this discussion in that episode, but I'm still going to say that I chalk it up as a win because I made you guys taste the beer. So I just, I just, I just chalk that up as a personal victory on my book. That's just how I'm going to, that's how I'm going to label it. (laughs) This is a personal victory that, that brother Brandon and best friend Ryan, uh, fucking drink bud ice. This is just just happy. I'm just, I do think one of the, the interesting dynamics that happens a lot, at least when you go, like when you think back, at least when I think back on podcasts I've had with Jordan, there's like a running theme where it tends to be where one or like two people, will gang up on Jordan. I don't know, at some point in an episode, it usually happens almost every episode, where you'll say something, and then people will just gang up on you and pick it apart. And <laughs> it'll it'll last probably half the episode, because you don't want to concede. It's not important if you're right or wrong. Uh, it just It's funny, now I'm thinking about it, because I'm, like, I'm trying to think about like our dynamic and going back through our episodes and stuff, and I like I'm looking through on the on the Podbean webpage here, just looking at titles, trying to refresh my memory. I remember there's some where like you would be like, "Oh, I hate Harry Potter." Then me and Brandon for like half the episode would be telling you you're wrong and gang like ganging up on you. Um, I think we did that with Snick, the Snick episode, or was that Cartoon yeah. Cartoons and Nicktoons or something like that? And then uh, like we didn't really gang up on you, but I remember like our first screenplays. When we did, uh, when we 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 talked about our first, like the first time we wrote a movie, or at least attempted to write a movie, and you didn't really want to present yours, um, but like we had to bully you into doing it. I don't even know <laughs> what it was. I don't remember what my first screenplay was. But you presented Pamela. Well, that was my oh first yeah yeah but... okay. I mean that wasn't my first, but yeah okay. But no, yeah. well, that episode's called our first screenplays. Gotcha. And I present, I present the first screenplay I tried to write. Yep, I remember that. I remember that episode mostly because uh, I wasn't proud of the one I shared. Not that I'm, I'm not proud of the script that I wrote, but I wish I would have chose a different section to talk about because I think it wasn't uh, exciting enough. I actually remember my first screenplay, and that was called Rat. I actually remember that. Was it about a rat? rat? Yes. No, straight up. It was about a rat. Like will, uh, like uh, of Unknown Origin with Peter Weller. Peter Weller versus the rat. You ever seen that movie? No, but I don't want to. Of course you've seen oh, it. Oh, you should. No. No. Um, no, no, this was, I was, I was, I was, uh, I was a kid. I had a dream. Um, and I woke up and um, I wrote down the dream in, in, a, in a notebook. But uh, it was about... Uh, it was about a little 10 year old boy that was locked in an attic because his parents were abusive. He got bit by a rat and then he grew really big to become a half rat, half human hybrid. And he went on a killing rampage a la Jason Michael Freddy. See, what's interesting about that, Jordan, is that is the most B movie idea that you've ever presented. And yet you constantly bash B movies. Well, yeah, but I was also like twelve years old. Yeah, but still, like deep down, you have some need, it seems, to tell weird, interesting stories. But whenever I announce movies like, you know, Cannibal Women in the Jungle Holocaust, 
or something like that. I just made up that title, but anything probably, like that, you, you always turn your nose up to it. Well, how how about this? To be fair, um, how can I make this short? Tomorrow night, um, which the fans, this is whole, anyway. Sooner or later, the fans are going to listen to an episode that Ed and I are going to record for our Call It in the Ring wrestling show, and it's about ECW. Extreme Championship Wrestling, if you guys remember that. And Ed is a hardcore fan of ECW. And I absolutely think it's the worst thing I've ever seen in the world. It's terrible. And so my argument in the fight is going to be to answer your question, your statement about me and B-movies. I feel like I've seen enough. Um, I respect that they're trying to make movies. Because I understand from a personal <laughs> level where that's coming from. No, I understand. I mean, like, I understand like people that make like Birdemic and shit. Like, I know they're trying to make something. They're not good. Like, I know that you know Tommy Wiseau, who made the room, he was trying to make a movie, but you know he didn't. Um. So I mean, I get it. It's just not my taste. It's just not my. Uh, it's just not my thing that I think about. Um. I would rather watch, you know, an alien film or a Star Trek or Star Wars than I would care to watch some uh, B movie about werewolf women of the SS. You know what I mean? Going back to Death Proof, Planet Terror. There, that's just that's just my dog in the fight. I get it. I respect it. I just don't like it. That's all. No, it's fine. It's just you were you when you announced Rat, your first screenplay. That's yeah. uh, that's where my thoughts immediately went to. Well, because it's funny because 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 that was me as twelve years old, and I didn't tell you the climax. The climax of the movie was the detective who had a heart of gold. You know, who was trying to figure out why all these killings are happening. Uh, the climax of this little movie that I wrote uh, was in a hockey arena. I'm not a hockey fan. I don't have a favorite hockey team. Don't tell me why it's in a hockey arena. I don't know why. Well, because Jason, you probably associated the hockey mask to some degree to a hockey rink. Probably. And, you know, um, and the detective sees something in the ice and he runs out to the ice to get people off of the ice because underneath the ice, the rat is coming through and the rat falls <laughs> through the ice. And then the rat just like starts just murdering hockey players just left and right and just destroying the crowd and just murder, 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 you know, and that was kind of like, you know, like the climax or the almost climax of the movie. So, uh, but that was me at 12. So I guess. Well, how about this? So how about this? How about you sell me that script for a dollar and then I'll turn it into something. You would. You would. I actually would trust you. I'll give it to you for free because I know that you okay. would actually. I I know you would turn that into something that is just awesome. Because I guess to end my rant on the rat thing is I remember it was serious though. Like I remember waking up in the dream and being scared because it was like in my dream, it was made to be serious. You know, like this detective. You know, like his. You know, like his wife left him. His kid doesn't like him. You know, like your standard detective movies that I've seen at that age. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, just uh, he was really taking this case seriously. Like, I'm like, the movie in my dream was played for serious. And I don't think you can do that. The movie has to be a, a B, 
slap your knee B movie kind of thing. It can't be serious. There's just no way. Well, I mean, you could with enough uh, with enough creativity, you can you can make anything serious or or funny. I think you can turn any idea into something interesting as long as you spend enough time on it. Well, let's also talk about something that I don't like that I'm sure that you two would love to talk about. Let's talk about towards the end of our run on podcast, and I'll just make this clear for everybody why podcast uh, podcast ended for a little while uh, because Brandon Ryan moved to Florida, so that's why we stopped doing it. But I remember wait, we moved. Yeah. No. Wait. Um, where? Uh, where do we go? Florida. Really? Florida. Florida. Yeah. Uh, I fell asleep during our last commentary episode of Army of Darkness on air. You bastard. You remember that? You guys both remember yeah, that? Yeah, I do. I'm One of the you. greatest American movies ever made. How, how do you fall asleep to that? I remember I remember waking up because I could hear Ryan doing his little laugh. It's like Jordan fell asleep. <laughs> I can't do his laugh, but do you remember That's that, funny. Ryan? That sounded pretty spot on to me, man. It was, it was fucking, it was, to me, it was funny because I'm just like, God, this movie's so absolutely terrible. And I, I literally fell asleep on air. Mm-mm-mm. So if anybody's listening to this episode, wants to listen to that, check that out. That's really fucking funny. Podcast presents uh, the Army of Darkness commentary. Uh, towards the climax of the film, I fall asleep for what, five, ten minutes? Uh, about 15, 20. 15, 20? I'm actually asleep for 15, 20 minutes. I'd say so. God. Yeah, that was fun. You you enjoyed ruining the episode? You take pride in embarrassing yourself like this? I don't take pride in embarrassing myself because I will, I will totally disagree that I embarrass myself. I will take pride to know that I stand strong in my feelings that the evil dead trilogy saga franchise you're going to call it is just absolutely garbage and army of darkness is just freaking terrible and it made me well, fall asleep. you said that i'm going to force you to watch this brilliant movie called night of the seagulls which has nothing to do with seagulls by the way you can't force me you live in florida or florida i went. wait so there's no there are no seagulls in the entire movie no, it's just zombies. <laughs> huh. It's part of the uh, Tomb of the Blind Dead series. Why but do for you some want reason, to watch this crap? I don't understand. Well, you just can't always watch or read good things. In order to learn, you have to watch. Typically, they tell you if you want to be the best at your craft, you should study more bad than you should good because it'll just teach you what not to. Yeah, but... Like, you're such a library when it comes to this shitty BC movies. It's just amazing because, like, I thought I knew about movies. But, like, you know every fucking thing. And it's just like, dude, I just, I just, some of the shit that you've shown me, I just, I just, I just want to punch a baby. It's bad. I'm well, sorry. You know, you like what you like. You do. You like what you like. That's I just I, I was not an army of uh, army of darkness fan. Again, I literally fell asleep during the live commentary episode. I just couldn't do it anymore. Best friend Ryan, do you have any fun or memorable episodes that you really like? Since we're going over episodes right now, do you have anything that you really like that stood out to you a lot? Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. I know I like the one. Um, 
the scandals episode because that was the one I kind of I was in charge of. Um, so I put a lot of effort into that one. Um, I think it was just me and Jordan for that episode. Yeah, I missed um, out on that one. Talking about celebrity scandals in the nineties. Um, and how we all believe that O.J. Simpson murdered that woman. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Oh yeah. Um. Let's see. There's. So I. I mean, I like the first screenplays. Uh, the sex episode that was interesting. That was a with our wives. A, with our oh. wives, yeah. That was I a fun one. And they can find that out. Yeah, that, there, was, that was a panel of six people. Yeah, that was. We <laughs> had our wives, and we were talking about sex and marriage. Yeah, I think we all we all talked about like when we lost our virginity and like strangest places we've ever made whoopee and all that jazz. With our wives. <laughs> and my favorite part was is that. Uh, Mrs. Jordan Sawkill, uh, keep her name. Uh, I won't say her name for her privacy. Um, but Mrs. Jordan Sawkill didn't want to be a part of it. She told us that right at the front. I don't want to do this. I'm just here because you know everyone's here. It's like because we were gonna be we were gonna be like just hanging out and drinking afterwards. Um, like you know going late into the night. And you guys didn't have your kid. I don't believe. No, oh, no, no, Riley was there. Oh, she was there, so you guys were gonna peace out anyways. But she didn't want to be a part of it. And then like five, ten minutes into the show, she chimes in with her opinion and she's a part of it. That's <laughs> that is that is that is very typical for her. Uh she has only been a part of three podcast episodes in the past ten years. And because you brought this up, I think we should have our fans go on a treasure hunt. Because those episodes, not all the episodes, only one, which is the podcast episode, the sex episode, which is available to anybody to listen to. But you have to scour the internet for old eye-open podcast episodes to actually listen to her. And it is amazing to hear her. It is amazing. It's like finding gold. Did you have good opinions? No, it's just amazing because this is the person that, of everything that we've all done, right, out of all the guest hosts that have, I have had during these segments for this 10 years of podcasting with, with, with Brother Brandon here also and with you, best friend Ryan, you know, the two things that have been consistent in my life personally has been two things, and that has been podcasting and my wife. I have been podcasting as long as I have been with my wife. I've been with her for 10 years. So it's just funny that the one thing besides her that has pretty much been a part of my life and she's only been a part of three episodes. It's just I just find that funny. You know, and I want people to scour the internet and try to find these old episodes. She was a part of an episode that you were a part of, Brother Brandon, back in episode one, uh back of season one of Hyper Podcast. Really? Yep. She was there for the Blair Witch episode, the one which you came in and you threw a stink bomb at us. Oh yeah, that's right. She was she was there for that one, <laughs> live on. And not air. only a stink bomb, it was a delayed stink bomb. Uh, stink it, bomb, which I didn't tell anybody that because you picked it up and then it popped in your hand <laughs> and all in my face, live <laughs> yep. on air. Because <laughs> you were reaching down for it, and part of me was like, "Should I tell him now?" And you lifted it up, and you're like, "I think it's a dud." Pop. It's not. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We were recording the Blair Witch Project for Ipen Podcast Season 1. And Brother Brandon wanted to have a date night with his wife. So he wasn't a part of the show. He comes back from his date night. We were not expecting him. He shows up in the middle of the show, 
throws in a stink bomb and says, watch out. And then I, and then on air, I say, oh, it's a dud. It's not popping. I pick it up and you hear the pop on air. And everybody just goes, <laughs> oh my God. And it was, it was I, absolutely disgusting. So this isn't, this isn't a, a podcast thing, but I remember when, um, when Eric uh, Husky back uh, from iOpen, the iOpen podcast, um, he proposed to his wife or his now wife, then girlfriend. And we had some get together um, for iOpen pictures and you know they're like showing off the ring and everything and and girls are asking oh how'd you do it how'd you do it and he's not saying anything she's not saying anything because before they can answer every time jordan would go oh you guys don't listen to the podcast like you know (laughs) if you listen to the podcast and and, you know i straight up told him no i don't listen to the podcast how'd you do it and so (laughs) uh jordan pulled out his iphone and started like looked it up and he got to the point where it was and he goes all right you guys listen to the cutest fucking thing and he hits play and you hear eric like fumble over his word like he gets like jordan sets him up for the question uh and you hear him fumble over his words a little bit and then you don't and then when he gets to the part where he's gonna say will you marry me like i'm assuming he pulled out the ring at this point all you hear is just jordan start shouting ah 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 so you can't fucking hear anything that's going on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you played uh, it like six times at this party <laughs> uh, oh leave it to me to ruin somebody's engagement you know uh, are they still together yeah um now well, hey you two will probably agree with max and chad on this but i wanted to ask you guys this question uh max and chad has said uh when we did our segment um, that I'm the best, and they will tell you this. You can listen to the episode. I'm the best co-host that that they've ever had. And I said, why? And they said, because you are so far out there in your shit. And no matter if you're wrong, like you said earlier, Ryan, you still stand by what you say. And it just makes it so entertaining. And uh, we brought that up during pod, uh, during Projectionless Podcast too, Ryan. Yeah, you're the wild card. <laughs> Brandon, do you agree with that? That I'm the wild card? Like, who can we get onto a podcast show that's just going to make it fucking crazy? Do you agree with that statement? Oh, yeah. If you want argument for the sake of argument, bring Jordan on. <laughs> now, does that make me an asshole or does that make me just a fun entertainer? I'm curious. I think, I think a little bit a, of both. It's a context thing. Like, outside <laughs> of pod, the podcast, you're an asshole. Inside the podcast, you're, you're a, a good member of society. Outside of the podcast, I'm an asshole. Well, like who? What? Imagine you're at work, and some guy comes up, like uses the explanation uh, of how women are treated by saying women are the uh, the niggers of the world. Oh no, it's cool, guys. It's cool. John Lennon said it. It's fine. I'm totally cool. You say that? I would say that. <laughs> you said that. You literally said that in a in a projectionless episode. I didn't say that. I remember exactly what I said. It was a hard R. It was a hard R, but we were having a discussion about that. And I said, what do you guys feel about this quote? Because I do find that fascinating. And I don't think that he's wrong. Those are my words, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, did- how many subscribers did we just lose? Just <laughs> <laughs> 
How <laughs> how can we lose when it comes to a quote from a very very famous uh, musician that that is it's never mind. I'm not even going to go down that road. <laughs> I would I would love to go down that road. I will defend that quote. You don't want to go down that route, Jordan. No, no, no. And I'm brother Brandon. I get a chance to talk to you about this. I'm sorry, but since you brought it up, I'm excited for Pet Cemetery in April. Are you? I'm really excited. I'm so so with it. I'm really, and, and of course, it two year we get th- we get two Stephen King movies in the same year. I'm excited. As with anything, I always give it a shot first. I don't fully judge it till I can see it. But I mean, from what I've from what I've seen so far with trailers, I, it definitely seems competent. I'm interested enough. I'm interested in to see what they're going to do with it. But Pod Pass was fun for me. Um, like I said, I really, like I said, begin the show. I, I really like the title. Uh, the show was pretty much us talking about the past. Um, I really like the fact that I got best friend Ryan to listen to a corn album. That was yeah, one of our shows. The whole thing. Well, actually, I had that album when I was a kid. One of the one of the few CDs I had as a kid because I, I like I really when I was I really liked the that one the song that had the bullet I don't even remember the name of it now it's been so long but like I mean I also, I also had fan mail by TLC so I mean, my my music choices weren't that great fan mail by TLC <laughs> is a great album I don't I don't get what you're it's one of the greatest selling anyway just because it makes a lot of money I think we've been over this just because it makes a lot of money doesn't mean it's good. No, I will always argue and disagree with that statement. I will always disagree with that statement. This means it's popular. Oh, it pleased it pleased enough people. I like brother That's Brandon true. with the I like brother Brandon there. Wild card. No, I mean like okay, let's let's talk about family just for a second. What I mean by that is let's I actually broaden the horizon here. But it's like but Fan Mail is a great album by TLC. They are the first female trio group ever to release that kind of an album. It was the first female artist to ever reach four times platinum. That's great. It's popular. That means it's good. If something's popular, it's good. It is, it is, it is, it is loved by the masses. Therefore, all right, all right, all right. Macarena, defend the Macarena. Uh, it was a great <laughs> one hit wonder from a musical group that never had a hit in the state since. But it was fun for what it was at the time, and it got people to dance, and everybody knew it. Everybody. I, I did the Macarena. Everybody did the Macarena. It was popular for what it was at the time. Just like Hanson, Umbop, and all that other crap. Those were okay. popular songs. All right. Defend Miley Cyrus's singing career. Miley Cyrus is actually legitimately a good singer. The problem is with Miley Cyrus is, and actually she's good now, but she went through what I call her whore phase, which every female artist that started young goes through, a la Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. They come out innocent, and you kind of like them a little sexy, but still hold back. The songs are not great, but they're popular, they're fun, they're catchy. Ryan, you and I have sing those songs together on road trips. Oh, I, I I fucking love '90s music. I'm right? all about the music. Music I loved as a kid. If I can, if I still remember the words, I'll sing along. Right, and then so, you know, Christina Aguilera came out with "Stripped," which was her, dare I say, you know, whorish kind of phase in her life. And Britney Spears came out with "I'm a Slave for You," the same kind of thing. And Miley Cyrus did the same thing with "Bangers." Uh, three vote, three very very fun popular albums. 
but still to this day, the number one selling female artist of all time who has broken all the records is Katy Perry's Teenage Dream. And there was 12 tracks on the album and seven out of the 12 were number one hits. It has to be good, right? Wait, I thought Shania Twain was the, nope. the best selling nope. female artist. Mm-mm. Over uh, that album, Teenage Dream was the best. Oh, just the album. Okay. All right. All right. Teenage. I mean, think about this. She beat out Madonna. She beat out Sheryl Crow. She beat out Janet Jackson. I mean, see, I I don't know. Your explanation doesn't give me any metrics of greatness. They all seem to be opinion based, not necessarily like what makes it great. You're just like people liked it. It must be great. I just, I just her? told you, I mean, I just told you, I mean, like Katy Perry's Teenage Dream had 12 tracks and seven out of the 12 were number one hits. That has not been done since Michael Jackson's Thriller in 1983. So clearly that was good. She went, she went six times platinum. I mean, there was something good with that album. No, I mean, you can have, like a lot of albums have one song like I, I remember watching this documentary um i can't remember if it's called if it's called heavy or something like that the story of metal or something and uh they talk about how a lot of heavy metal groups in the early late 80s early 90s they would have one ballad one ballad on their album because they knew if they did it would make it would it would make money it would chart uh, and would, like eventually they started debuting in the top 10 and that number one and all that stuff because they had that one song that plays to many people and then their album would be bought by a wider audience. Doesn't make it a good song. Doesn't make it a good album. Just it's popular enough. That's my yeah. argument. I don't feel like you're saying anything to, to, to refute my claim. But I would say if you want to talk about late 80s, early 90s metal, then the song and also the album that did that would be Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction with Sweet Child of Mine. I mean, and that album also, Walk Into the Jungle, uh, Take Me Down to Paradise City, Sweet Child of Mine. I mean, like, you have those great bands uh, in that. Awesome Metallica's The Black Album you had on that album. You had Enter Sandman. Their ballad was uh, Nothing Else Matters, Sad But True. I mean, right there. So if something's popular, my argument is it doesn't mean it's bad. It's not this popular. That means generally people really like it. And sometimes that's really great uh, to go on to movies since we all like movies. I don't know if you guys would agree with this opinion or not. But if, a, but if it wasn't for Deadpool being popular when the movie came out, we would not get Deadpool 2, possible Deadpool 3. It would not be the franchise that it possibly can become. Well, that's just mono. That's just money. That's just business. That sequel po- argument. Yeah, but it was popular to do it, to make a sequel, and they. But that did. doesn't make just because it has a sequel doesn't mean it's a good movie. Mannequin has a sequel doesn't mean it's a good movie. Yeah, but was Mannequin <laughs> one like you know like popular and everybody liked it and everybody? It may. It, how many how many B movies have sequels? We watched a oh, movie. Oh. Um. I can't remember what it's called now. That one that takes place during the Depression, me and Brandon watched it. Uh, it's got Angie Dickinson's tits in it. Um, William Shatner bangs the fuck out of her. Uh, oh my god, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it's not a very good movie, but it's a Roger Corman movie. 
And it oh. made enough money for him to justify making a sequel. Does that make that movie good? No. For we him, have three. There are three Smurfs movies, man. Yeah, but okay. But how about this? A million dollars is more than a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, like, come on. I don't. I mean, it, it's just, it's a thing though. Like we're going in a circle here. I don't feel was, like you're was, refuting was, my claim. How is it that we're going in a circle? I mean, like, okay. Do I personally like Avatar? No, but it's the greatest selling 3D movie of all time, and I can understand why it is. It is visually stunning. It was great to look at. Oh, Did absolutely, absolutely. Movie? My favorite cinema-going experience is watching Avatar in IMAX 3D. Uh, I will. Yeah. I, I don't like the movie. I've watched it on HBO since then. It's not good. It's overly long. It's very boring. Um, but watching it in IMAX 3D, I was fucking in, into that movie. Right? I mean, that, that that's just kind of my point. Is that just because something's popular doesn't mean it's bad. But if something is popular, then there has to be something that's good about it to make people want to spend their hard-earned money to make millions of dollars at a box office or million dollars in record sales or whatever. Uh, I mean, th- there has to be something good about it for people to like it. That's what I'm getting at. It doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just, wow, this appeals to a mass audience. So that's good that there is something good about it. You know, like, uh, you know, like Transformers one terrible movie, but there has to be something good about that first movie to make people want to go see it. Maybe because it's Transformers. I don't know. Uh, maybe because the visual effects, maybe. I think it was in part the visual, the visual effects. Cause I mean, the last Transformers movie to be in theaters at that time was the, uh, 87 i believe 87 animated movie or is it 84 i can't remember but the 80s animated movie that came out in theaters that was the last theater experience for transformers exactly this steven spielberg you know producing so i mean it had names attached to it and then that first trailer i don't know i i actually defend the first one at least the rest of them can suck a long one but what was the last one was that the age of extinction or was that the last night brandon the last night was that that one literally took place in the beginning with King Arthur, didn't it? Uh, from I haven't seen it, but from what I've heard, it, it's actually just a, a small flashback. <laughs> it doesn't. I was. I'd be more interested if it was a Transformers movie that took place in uh, the realm of King Arthur. Then that'd be more of an interesting to, story to tell. But I hear Bumblebee is really fun. I'm excited to see it. Is it? Is Bumblebee fun? Because I heard it takes place in '87, and it's 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 interesting anyway. But I mean, it's just that's just my point, and I hopefully I got a chance to prove my point to both of you about it. It's just because it's popular doesn't mean it's bad. It's 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 if if a lot of people are spending their money on something, then there has to be something good about it. No, that's not what you. No, you're not arguing this. There's you're not arguing that's what that. I'm arguing. It well, then I feel like we're arguing the, the different thing because you. It started out with uh, you saying that it greatness is is one of the defining qualities of greatness is how well it sells. But now you're arguing that because a lot of people like it, it has to have something good in it. I and mean, those are two completely different arguments. Like, well, I agree. Yeah, there has to be something good in it if a lot of people like it, but it doesn't make it great. Well, okay, fine. Then I guess I'll give my personal opinion about that for a second then because I, I, I understand your, your, your statement there. Is... I feel that if somebody does a painting and nobody likes it, like nobody, it doesn't make any money, well, then there's something that's not appealing and there's something that's not good about it. 
you know, like, you know, like, you know, like if, if, if there's a hundred people looking at this painting and a hundred people say, well, this is shit. Well, there's something wrong with the painting. But if there's like 70 people that say, oh, this is really good. Well, then there's something to look into. Mm, not, not necessarily. No? No, because uh, you got to think, too, that, well, for one, everything is opinionated. And two, opinions change with a generation. And a good example of this is H.P. Lovecraft. At the time that he was writing, he was con- considered essentially a hack, a hack writer. He was a bum. He died penniless. Uh, and it wasn't until because he died in the thirties and it wasn't until the seventies that uh, this whole new range because uh, Lord of the Rings was becoming popular at the time. And it sort of set the standard of seeking out more absurd, weird tales. So it wasn't until the seventies that HP Lovecraft became popular. So almost 40 years after his death, it's unfortunate, but you see the popularity of Lovecraft material. Now it's through the roof and, that poor guy has never will never see a penny of it. But I mean, it's I think that changes with generation. You think about the time of the 30s, no one gave a crap about tentacled monsters coming from space. But at the time of 70s, independent film was really becoming more of a substantial thing. Um, and just in terms of creativity and college culture too, like um, I think that brought that to the forefront. So I think over time, what you and I may think is, or what you may think or great will definitely change 20, 30 years from now and become more popular or less popular. I mean, that's a, that is, there is a very interesting argument, but my counter argument would be there's always a diamond in the rough. I mean, like how many other HP, HP Lovecrafts were out there that, you know, just didn't get their due for what they did probably because their shit sucked. You know, I mean, like, well, not uh, necess- I mean, if, if you want, you want my honest opinion, and a lot of people will tell you this, H.P. Lovecraft is, he's kind of a bad writer. He's very illiterate. He, he, his prose is very long and long winded and drawn out, but it's his ideas that people clung to. This idea of this cosmic horror that we're not alone, that we're always being watched by something in a, in the stars. That's what's appealing. If you actually break down his prose, it's, it's not good. Well, does it matter on how he writes as long as it's good and entertaining? Well, I mean, again, it, it varies. What I find interesting in Lovecraft, someone else may not. You know what I mean? It, I, I, can't, I don't think you can judge how good something is, like what Ryan was saying, based on popularity. Because how I look at anything is if you make one person happy, you've done your job. I don't know. That, to me, you're if you make one person happy it's a success here's here's i think is a good barometer for greatness right how are are we still talking about it 20 years later you know are we still talking about it 30 years later because like you have songs by elvis that we still talk about but we don't talk about songs by nsync really a whole lot yeah that's true movies that i mean i don't want to be i don't want to sound pretentious and like an asshole but like they say that all art uh, time is the best judge of art you know um how how is it how is it remembered essentially like will we remember teenage dream like i admit i like that song but i don't think i don't think in 20 years it's gonna be like Katy perry guys that teenage 
dream song. If you ever feel like a plastic bag, still speaks to me. I mean, like, <laughs> she's the second. And I think that's where uh, niche groups come in as well. You know, like uh, you mentioned Corman earlier, uh, Ryan. So if you think about there, it, it's actually a group called Cormanites. That's what they call themselves. People who champion Corman films. And but even though general masses may not have seen Big Bad Mama, for instance, you still have this niche group that that loves and breaks it down and talks about it. And I think that's in something that could be taken into consideration as well. Wow. I just cannot agree with that, but okay. I'm not going to go down <laughs> the road anymore. I can't go. But see, that's, that's, I think when, you know, I, I agree in that statement that time is the best judgment of art. Um, but again, like, I think, I don't know, each, each thing has its core group of admirers, and I think you, that can't be discredited either. Uh, I, I will not discredit Corman, but I will say that— Oh, you can't, I, because, I mean, you can't discredit Corman. I'm sorry. That's one guy you can't. I mean, like, I'm How so many not, got their careers through this guy? I, yes, you're totally right. Cameron, for one, going to our alien reference. Theme for podcast. Um— but ninety five percent of his filmography is shit. I mean, that's just. Oh, I mean, I, mean. I, I won't disagree with that either. I mean, I mean, it's huge it's just shit. It is. But you do have to give the man credit, and just about I, th- and I think he's the only producer slash director to do this. Every movie profited. Not one movie bombed for him. Well, yeah, because when you only release it in ten theaters. I mean, yeah. Well, it's not just that either, but I, don't I mean, know. like, I mean, he like, had a business model and he used it to his advantage. I mean, like, one of the movies this year, before I get into my final question for our show, that just disgusted me, that made me so upset about the general population, and I haven't seen it because I couldn't, was um, for a little behind the scenes here for Movie Guys Podcast. I do the scheduling for Movie Guys Podcast, and I give Eric and Ed a month ahead. So they know what we're going to do in February already now, as we record here in January. And I had in November, Welcome to Marwin was going to be our uh, first episode of 2019. Uh, okay. Because I love that documentary, Marwin Call. I thought it was a great documentary. I thought it was heartbreaking. I thought it was interesting. If nobody knows the documentary, check it out. I'm sure both of you know about Marwin Call. It's an amazing. Yeah, I'm aware of it. I've I've yet to see yeah. it. Great, great story in my opinion. The movie tanked. It's considered one of the biggest box office bombs in the past decade. The movie was made for sixty million and only grossed ten million. Um, hmm. it was pulled and it was pulled from theaters after the first week. It's because the general population didn't want to see a guy making dolls because he likes to wake because he likes to wear high heels, which is sad. But, but the, all- the movie also, now not to say the critics are always right, but it does have like a 20-some percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and all the reviews I read said that uh, it is very um, like overly sweet and not very subtle in its messaging. Probably. And people uh, don't I respond to that stuff nowadays. Which like, I had not seen it, yeah. Yeah. Well, it but- also seemed like a movie that, it, it also seemed like Zemeckis only cared about the animated parts <laughs> that it was the only segment from what I saw in the trailer. It seemed like the only moments that he actually gave any sort of uh, 
like creative influence towards. But there again yeah, ends, like my, ends my argument. So we can go to the last question. Is just I I guess if you want to put me in a category, I'm a Marwan Call guy. I think Marwan Call is a great documentary, and I think everybody should see it. Just like uh, certain people should feel like everybody should see this B horror movie or read this B book or whatever, right? Uh, um, but evidently, it's not good. The documentary may be good, but the movie is not good because nobody gave a shit. And the critics are bashing on it. Clearly, there's something wrong. So you can have best of both worlds. You can you can be a fan of something like I'm a fan of that. But clearly, I'm in the minority of the group, just like I'm a fan of Friday the 13th Part 8 when he takes Manhattan. And nobody likes that movie. I think it's funny. Well, I, nobody else does. Another thing, too, to, another thing I wanted to add into it, I think what – here's something else I, I find uh, – I find intriguing enough to know that what what becomes popular and what doesn't is I also think we live in a time now where everything is just being released. We're bombarded with, you know, constant music, movies, TV, and games now that there's not enough time for one person to experience it all. So you sort of, you find yourself in this trap where you're like, well, I really love movies, so I'm just going to have to focus on movies. And you forget about all the good games or music that's been released because you just, there's not enough time for it anymore. Everything is just being released every day yeah true so i feel like i know i i don't know i've always felt that way too so things that should deserve recognition get thrown under the bus just because i feel a lot of us just don't have the time or energy anymore to really you know put forth yeah true i'm 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 slipping into that now (laughs) and there's lots of movies i've missed out on just because i'm like well i'd rather just watch seinfeld for the hundredth time because it's it's easy and it's accessible (laughs) <laughs> All right, so let's go into our last question here, and I'm going to catch you guys off guard, but I'm just curious. This could be a very tough question. So I'll ask best friend Ryan first. Best friend Ryan, out of our time doing podcast, what was an episode that you wish we would have done? We would have done? Yeah, what was an episode you're like, oh, man, I wish we would have done this episode? Or that I have an idea a, for an episode. Or... That is a tough question. Um I think I pitched. I think I pitched pets a couple times, but I don't. Brandon didn't have any pets. Am I correct? Yep, I didn't. Not a single one. Yeah, I mean, kind of wish you had pets growing up because then we could have talked about our, our wonderful pets. But uh, yeah, I think that would be an episode. Because that's. I mean, that has that has the makings. Like my dog right now is winding his tail off because uh, he he wanted to go outside even though I just let him outside. Um, now he wants out again. So he's, 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 I apologize if anyone out there can hear him. He's been, he's been whining almost the whole entire, the whole entire show. Um, but yeah, cause that has, that had the potential to be like, you know, we could talk about the good times. We could cry together and, 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 and share, uh, eventually. I, I mean, I just imagine the conversation we would spend a lot of time talking about Homeward Bound. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh pets episode I think would have been good. Okay. Uh brother Brandon, do you have an episode that you wish Podcast would have done? Uh that is a difficult one. I think it's nothing as 
it wouldn't have been a grand topic, but I think I remember I had one written down on a notebook uh, for, and it's this going to sound weird, but I had it as I wrote it down as collectibles. Was there something in our life that we cherished growing up with that you that we had to have with us, whether it be you had to go to bed with it or you just had to always have it with you in your pocket going to school? Uh, for me, it was my very first action figure of Wolverine, and it was a metal die cast. And this thing survived the house fire. It was the last toy that because it was it was in my pajama pockets when the house fire happened. So I had this thing with me, and it was almost my good luck charm. So I had like an idea of that. Was there that one thing we had as kids growing up, even into our teenagers, uh, or even if there's something that you cherished? Hmm. Those are two very interesting ideas. Yeah, we did not finish on that. Our last episode as podcast, we finished with our celebrity deathmatch episode, if you guys remember that one. Oh, yeah, we forced us to watch Celebrity Deathmatch, and we realized that, again, time is the greatest signifier of greatness, and we all agree that that show sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Not as, uh, I've realized now, I've realized then that as a kid, what made it interesting was just the violent aspect. The writing is horrible. I still like it, but that's me. <laughs> See, wildcard. Wildcard. I'm always the wildcard. <laughs> I should just change my name to the wildcard, so. All right, everybody. Well, I want to say, like I do at the end of these segments here, uh, thank you for listening uh, to our segments here of 10 years of podcasting. Uh, Brother Brandon Brandon and I have done this the most, I would say, because we started in 09 and and you branched off and you did other shows. But, I mean, pretty much we kind of forerun this whole thing and uh, has become the way it is now. So... It's been an interesting ride uh, for the past 10 years to do this. And uh, it's been fun to do shows with Best Friend Ryan for the projection list and for podcasts as well. And uh, there may be other shows formulating in the future underneath the Movie Guys umbrella. We don't know, so definitely stay tuned for that. But there's always like- ideas I wish I could. I, there's, like, there's always a, a show idea I want to do. But again, in order to produce it and, and upload it right, you got to dedicate time and Yet again, something I just don't have right now. But one day in the future, maybe something will come. We'll see. But again, if you like this episode, check out other episodes in our 10 years of podcasting segments and also other episodes under the Movie Guy podcast umbrella. Just go to movieguyspodcast.com, movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter, Movie Guys Podcast, and also Instagram. And then also download other episodes on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, and on iTunes. Just search for Movie Guys Podcast, and you'll be find this episode and many others. So thank you so much for listening to our segment here for the 10-year special. And uh, we will conclude our 10-year special with Eric and Ed and I for our Movie Guys Podcast special. So have a good night. Thank you guys for joining me. Good night, everybody. <laughs>